Welcome back to Podcast. This is Sarah. And Whitney. Okay, so this has been a common theme and we got to talk about it. Yep, let's do it. Good moms have scary thoughts. We do. They're unpleasant. Unpleasant. So let's break this down. Yes. What is another, so another word for a scary thought is an intrusive thought. That's right. What is an intrusive thought? So an intrusive thought to kind of give just the full detail of it, it is rooted in anxiety Mm -hmm. and it will initially start out from a place of protection. Right. However, it tends to spiral very, very quickly into some worst case scenario thinking. So the best example, and I think I've used this on an episode before, is, you know, you're carrying your baby down the stairs and all of a sudden you think, what if I fall down the stairs and we get hurt? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, well, initially, that's not a horrible thought. I would not call that an intrusive thought. I would say that that is a protective thought because you're worried about your safety and health of you and your baby. Right. Fair enough. As moms were going to be. before you were pregnant, before you had this baby, you probably just walked down the stairs. Oh, absolutely. But now that you're carrying a tiny newborn, Uh it makes things a little bit more real. Uh Uh-huh. But from that initial thought of, oh, well, what if we fall down the stairs and get hurt? You may be thinking, and what if... I crush him. Yeah. What if, what if they hurt their neck or head? What if they end up in ICU? What if I end up in ICU? What if my baby dies because of this? What Uh if I end up getting arrested because it's viewed as like child endangerment or abuse? So very quickly, and I talked fast because Mm -hmm. that's how our brains perceive it and process it. Zero to zillion. I mean, I came up with all of those in less than five seconds. And that's what happens. And that is what happens. And that is where it is considered an intrusive thought where very quickly we spiral we go down the rabbit hole we go from point a to point z like that mm-hmm. so it happens very quickly that is the intrusive thought those are spiraling worst case scenario thoughts i remember i used to be holding will and i'd be like what's if i fall asleep roll over on him yeah mm-hmm. quickly yep like it would quickly turn oh absolutely and it wasn't like and I used to be like, why am I not thinking that? And then putting him down, mm-hmm. I would just think that and go to worst case. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Now, doing research for the podcast, there's something that just came out that basically shows almost every single mom uh-huh. has intrusive thoughts. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And I think they, they caveated like 80 to 100, but I'm just yeah. going to say 100. Oh, yeah. And 50% of them have these thoughts that could include intentionally harming the child. Yep, that's definitely an intrusive thought. Now, no one wants to say that. Oh, no well, one wants to say, because they're worried about... I had a thought about what's if I harmed my baby. Exactly, because, and this is very founded, okay? They're worried about DHR, which is Department of Human Resources here in taking Alabama. Taking the baby away. It's our version of a CPS or Child Protective Services. Yes. Taking the baby away, putting the mom in a psychiatric facility, you know, and then get, we talked about this in other episodes of you feel like you're being locked away or going to the loony bin, like you're going to get stigmatized uh-huh. for the rest of your life. So there's that fear, even though this mom in that moment probably doesn't actually want to follow through on that thought. No. The thought scares her and she's like, oh my God, why am I having these thoughts? What is wrong with me? Yes. I'm a horrible mom because I'm having these thoughts. And no one ever said to me mm-hmm. in the baby showers when I was pregnant. Yeah. When now. That you're going to have intrusive thoughts at 2.30 in the morning when your baby doesn't stop crying. Yes. 
And so now this is the shame mm-hmm. because they never heard it. They yep. don't know what it is. Yeah. And they're that scared. makes they're it terrified. worse. And the thing is, they're scared to even say that they're struggling because they don't want their OB to judge them for asking for Zoloft, Prozac, you know, what have you. Or, hey, I need to talk to a therapist. Yeah. Because again, we're still working on breaking the stigma with all of this. But I think the fact alone that we say almost, so let's say 100% have these thoughts. Yeah. Half of them has included intentional self-harm mm-hmm. or intentional harm of the child. Yeah. This is not intentional. This Correct. is not saying that these moms want to hurt their yeah, kids. Or that they're going, going to. to do Research it. actually showed in the study they were not yeah. more likely at all I to agree. do it. They're terrified. They're terrified. They don't want this. This is not their motive or intention. No. And, you know, I relate it to when I had these thoughts, and they were worse with Will mm-hmm. because I was suffering from postpartum depression, yeah. anxiety, PTSD mm-hmm. from the yep. birth, right? Yep. I still had some with James. Yeah, I believe it. And, but then I had known what they were and I told Bill. You had the knowledge. I had the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I think this is the key to moms. We got to give you this knowledge. Absolutely. That way you know what's happening. We can implement our grounding thoughts. So let's, okay, let's play it through. Okay. Whitney, I'm having... An intrusive thought right now. I keep okay. circling with this thought. What if I'm driving with my kids? Mm-hmm. I see that bridge. I What if I drove off the bridge? What if I drove off that? Okay. And then we all died in this. What do I do in that moment? So I want you to take a deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. Do that a couple of times. And there's no right or wrong to the amount of that. And then you say, okay, that's an intrusive thought. That has not happened. We are safe. Yes. In this moment, we are safe. In this moment, I have no intentions of driving off of the bridge. That was an intrusive thought. Mm -hmm. So call it for what it is. We're going to call a spade a spade here. Say, oh, I had an intrusive thought. It was scary. Yeah. It scared me. Absolutely. I have no intention or desire To to do that. Yeah. So reassure yourself of, okay, my foundation is I don't want to do that. No. You don't. And then it, it happens. I think as moms, we're so, we're so, horm- the hormones are on this roller coaster. Oh, yeah. We're sleep deprived. And yeah. this is, this happens, I think, majority in that postpartum immediate period. Yeah. The hormone crash. And you're dealing with so much change. Oh, yeah. All at once. It has rocked your world. And I think our brain is tricking us to think that, like, if we almost prepare, mm-hmm. that, like, it's going to help us, and but it yeah. makes it worse because it's coming from protection. So then we think these worst case, and then it, like, yeah. leads us down this path, this rabbit hole. Yeah. But let alone just knowing what it is helps me yeah. so much with James. Oh yeah. Because then it takes out the fear of the unknown, so to speak. The stigma. Yeah. Takes out the I'm stigma. not crazy. No, you're not crazy. We know what it is. And if we know what something is, we know how to combat it. Yes. So let's kind of take this into a little bit of a different arena. Let's just say we go to the doctor cause we're not feeling good. Mm-hmm. And so the doctor's like, okay, well I'm going to give you a swab to know if it's flu COVID or strep. Yeah. Because they could all present pretty similarly, right? right? Right. Well, you can't treat the flu with an antibiotic, but you can treat strep with an antibiotic, correct? Mm-hmm. 
So that's the thing. If we know what we're dealing with, we can treat it. We can treat it. When it's the unknown, that adds that element of fear. Yeah. And honestly, confusion. Because we're like, well, yeah. well, where the heck did this come from? I, what, what is wrong with me? I'm a horrible person. I'm a horrible mom. And then more intrusive thoughts start to come in. It almost opens the door. Because if you don't name it and let it pass, a thought's mm-hmm. a thought, let yep. it pass. Don't have to like dwell on it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you will dwell on it if you don't know what it is. Because it scares you and anxiety feeds off of fear. Like, I don't want to think that again. Exactly. Why did I think it in the first place? Mm-hmm. And then do we kind of start to maybe judge ourselves a little bit? A thousand percent. And then your friends have never said it. Your mom's never said it to you. Your aunt's well, never said it to you. Well, they didn't tell you that they did. Exactly. So then you're just like, I have no place to mm-hmm. share this. Yep. And it gets worse. It does. It absolutely gets and worse. anxiety and OCD definitely can take the cake with making Ooh, it worse. Yes, it. absolutely. So how do they notice? So say these moms are having these thoughts. How do we know it's like an intrusive thought? We're going to name it. We're going to let it pass. We're going to mm-hmm. ground ourselves to that moment, bring us back to reality yeah. mm-hmm. and kind of let it pass versus when it's something more that we need so, to start saying, hey, well, just realize too that intrusive thoughts do kind of sprout from anxiety. Mm-hmm. So, but we also, again, you mentioned that we usually see a lot of intrusive thoughts pretty closely after delivery because of the hormone crash, yeah. because of sleep deprivation. So part of it is we need to figure out, is it baby blues mm-hmm. Which- or is it more than that? So again, going back to the baby blues, you're going to find yourself crying very easily over things that you're like, why in the heck am I crying over this? This Uh is not my norm. But baby blues is going to end at about two to three weeks postpartum. And it's going to end by itself. Exactly. It kind of self-regulates, so to speak, because that's very hormonally influenced. Postpartum depression, anxiety, OCD. All of that is going to be longer term. That being said, it could start as soon as after delivery. It can. But the time frame is how you know the difference between the two, I would also suggest the severity of things. So if you have that thought that pops into, what if I fall down the stairs with my baby? Okay, well, that's not a pleasant thought, but that's not an extreme thought, okay? Um, And this, I remember this case from several years ago when I was in grad school, but this mom had thoughts of wanting to throw her baby out the window. And that happened with, I think, within a week of delivery, give okay. or take a little yeah. bit, still within the time frame that you would think of baby blues. Right. And she kept thinking, why, why, why would I think that? Why would I think that I want to throw my baby out the window? And it was recurrent. So it kept, kept happening. Yes. And it was the same one. And it was harm being inflicted from her to the baby as opposed to an accident. Uh-huh. So I would think things like an accident, like falling down the stairs, a car accident, things like that could be more baby blues hormonally influenced, not saying that they couldn't fall into the postpartum anxiety right. umbrella because they can. But if it's that immediate, you automatically have thoughts of, well, I'm just going to throw my baby out the window. Okay. That's a step higher than baby blues. Yeah. So that's, that's what- when I would start to dig a little deeper to figure out, is it anxiety, depression, OCD, a little bit of everything. Like, what are we really dealing with here? And we need to seek, you know, you need to reach out for help. Absolutely. And that's one of those, yes, reach out to your OB if you feel like a medication is appropriate. Or your therapy. Correct. And that's why we say, we need to connect you with a therapist in pregnancy. Yeah. And we need to give you tools. We mm-hmm. need to give you a safe space. We mm-hmm. need to give you that resource on yes. tap mm-hmm. that you already have this established. So Correct. 
you're not trying to do the the newness of getting started, getting to yeah. know someone when you're kind of in the trenches. Yeah, exactly. Because it's going to be harder to feel like you can reach out for help when you are in the trenches. Uh-huh. Let alone saying, I know I have Whitney as my therapist. Exactly. Let me call and make this appointment. Exactly. And you would have as a therapist her baseline. Exactly. We know what we're dealing with Mm -hmm. because, you know, you may not deal with this in the first trimester of your pregnancy, but it might start popping up in the third trimester of you're like, well, what if something happens in delivery? And see, that's a very thing we need to touch on. I am hearing from our pregnant women. They are having these scary thoughts. They are showing signs of anxiety, Mm -hmm. depression, OCD during pregnancy. Mm -hmm. And this can happen during pregnancy. It can, absolutely. And I think it's like 50% start Mm -hmm. in pregnancy. It absolutely can. So with that, I would want to know kind of what trimester are we dealing with here? Uh Because more often than not, when you're in the first trimester, you're going to have anxiety about miscarriage. Yes. And then second trimester to me was always anatomy scan. Yes. What if something's wrong? What if there's spina bifida Uh or just an abnormality that's found on the scan? And then the third is IUFDs or to break it down, um, intrauterine fetal demise, otherwise known as a stillbirth or traumatic birth. Traumatic birth. You or the baby. You know, stat section, Uh NICU stay, premature delivery, things of that nature. Your rights not being held validated during Mm -hmm. that yeah so with that you know let's just take the first trimester for example we'll go through it like that you're worried about having a miscarriage Mm -hmm. you know what fair enough because miscarriages do happen and often they happen in the first trimester yeah so validate yourself that your concern is founded right you're not just pulling it out of the sky especially if it's happened to you before exactly or you know people that it's happened to Uh or like me, when you work L and D, you see it all the time, and it doesn't feel as rare as the stats say it is. Right. So with that, validate yourself, validate your concerns, but then kind of use some affirmations and say, "Okay, while I am concerned about that in this moment, I'm still pregnant." Yeah. And even though pregnancy slash morning sickness is horrible, you can say, "You know what? I'm still feeling pretty horrible." This has to be a sign that my hormones are doing something right. Right. I know it doesn't feel pleasant. Don't hear me saying enjoy those sickness because there's no way to enjoy that. Bring yourself back to reality. Exactly. Ground yourself with those facts. Uh Now, when it comes to second trimester, let's just say you are anxious coming into that anatomy scan. Say, okay, yes, I'm anxious going into the anatomy scan. But however, my OB hasn't given me reason to be stressed. My lab work has been normal up to this point. There's been a heartbeat at every other, you know, Doppler or ultrasound that I've done. I'm going to take my deep breaths and remind myself to come back to this moment. Right. Now, third trimester. That's a whole thing. It is a whole thing. And so, again, your concerns are valid of what if I have a traumatic delivery? And that's Because they happen. They, that's happened twice to me. And yes. And nothing I could have done pre- could prepared. No. So again, validate your concern. You're not just pulling it out of thin air. And it happens. It happens. And so remind yourself, okay. You will get through it. They do happen. You will get through it. There's not a guarantee that you will have a traumatic delivery. Remind yourself that you're confident in your OB. And if you're not, you may want to go ahead and swap providers. And that's throwing that out there. If you don't feel good about your OB, 
swap or your, your provider or your hospital mm-hmm. or then you may love your OB. You may love labor and delivery, right. but you're worried about the NICU. That happened to me when I worked at a smaller uh-huh. hospital where the NICU was whatever the base level is. Right. Yeah. And see, that's something I always tell people. And that's just because I've had my experience. Yeah. I don't care about bougie rooms. Yeah. Well, I always had C-section anyway, so it wasn't like you, I had a You were in the OR anyhow. But I wanted the best NICU mm-hmm. for my baby. Correct. I never wanted to be separated. So you may love your OB. You may love labor and delivery. You may love the hospital as a whole. But if that's a but concern. If you if there is maybe an indicator of preterm delivery, maybe yeah. you've delivered early in the past. Okay. Yeah. Or gestational diabetes Correct. or IUGR. You know, there is an indication that your baby may have to go to NICU. And let's just say it's a hospital that has a base level NICU and you're thinking, but is that the amount of care my baby needs? Right. Right. If you speculate that, it may be worth looking into other hospitals to get the NICU level you need. And yes, it is something you can control. And again, founded concerns. 100%. Founded concerns. So validate yourself on that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. And so, and you know, pulling it back to your concern about an IUFD. Maybe you have a history of losing children maybe someone in your family has maybe you're like me and you worked in L and it comes in waves and you've seen the rarest of their rare kind of thing at that time in third trimester you should be feeling baby move the kicks yes do your fetal kick counts you know if you're anything like me i remember vividly with my first daughter i had to go in on a saturday to work because it was just my saturday yeah. to work not a big deal and there was a girl that had had an IUFD in the third trimester. Well, here I was, you know, 30 something weeks pregnant, had the belly, had to go find a hoodie to try and cover it up just so for her sake. So of course, when I got done rounding, I thought, have I felt her move? Honestly, I was so in the moment at work. I couldn't tell you if I did or did not feel her move. So you know what I did? I went and found me a Coke and I went and found some cookies, drank some caffeine, had some sugar. She went wild. I remember. Because she wasn't used to me doing that. On yes. James, right mm-hmm. before, because I was getting close to forty weeks, and I was pushing because mm-hmm. I was like, "Have I felt the same thing?" Have because I they felt get you kind move? of like towards the end, they're tight, and it's like, yeah. Well, and they again, you got to think it's still a newborn. They do sleepy, sleep a good bit, and I remember just panically, just like yeah. trying to move him mm-hmm. and drinking something, and then I was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." And so that being said, if that ever happens, unless your OB has told you not to. Okay, drink a little caffeine, eat a little bit of sugar, see if that kind of perks them up a little bit. You know what? No one's going to shame you for going in. And that was my next thing is on, especially, especially if it is nights and weekends and your OB would probably disagree with me on this and so would the hospital, but here we are. I would even bypass calling triage and just go. I just went a couple of times. I would just go get checked out. No nurse or OB, excuse me, is ever going to be mad at you for checking to make sure that your baby's moving the appropriate amount. No. And if they give you attitude that, you know what, let that go in and out. Oh, absolutely. Especially if it's an on-call OB or like a laborist that's not going to be your main OB. Who cares? I wouldn't change hospitals over that. No, I would just Does that make sense? You know what? I'm good. Baby's good. Absolutely. Like we got checked out. We got an NST or we got a Doppler. We we have something to show baby is not in distress and baby is doing well. 
Yeah. Now, if it's during the daytime you and you're can o- call, that's then fine. call your OB's office. They will more than likely bring you in. Yeah. And if they don't bring you in, then I would go to the ED. Mm-hmm. But y'all didn't hear that from me. That didn't happen. Well, we'll just move on on that one. Let's, okay, so let's summarize it. Let's call it for what it is. Yes. It's intrusive thoughts. Scary thoughts. Good moms have scary thoughts. Yes. And it comes from a place of protection. And what we can say here is, you know why you may not hear people telling you this? Judgment and shame. We're here Mm -hmm. to change it. Yes. What else are we saying? No one wants to say, you wonder if you're, you're wondering if you can trust yourself. Exactly. Okay, if you're having these thoughts, that's your the next thought is what's wrong with me? Am yeah. I going to do something? Mm-hmm. Okay, but you wonder if you're actually going to hurt your baby. Yeah, no, you're not. No, and if you're questioning it, you seek help. Absolutely, you speak to your OB. Mm-hmm. If you you talk to your spouse, say yes. I'm not okay. I'm struggling. These are my thoughts. Yeah, and they're scaring me. I don't want them. I don't want them. I have no intention of following through on this. This does not mean I'm a bad mom. Correct. So the more you're doing the responsible thing by reaching out. Uh huh. And guess what? Like this is, we're going to keep talking about like the taboo, the mm-hmm. uncomfortable. Yep. Because if we're not sharing it, we're not doing our job. Exactly. So now you know what it is. That's right. Call a spade a spade. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. Validate that your concern or that your thought comes from a place of concern and a place of protection. Yes. If it is a thought of you harming the baby, not like an accidental kind of thing, say, okay, but that's not actually something I want. No. No. I have no intention and no way of doing that. Right. Right. You know, and if you're sleep deprived, maybe that's when you say, you know what, maybe I need someone to help me. Uh Uh-huh. I need some sleep. You reach out. I need rest. I need at least four hours of REM sleep. Yes. I need some water. I Mm -hmm. need food. And... Have this conversation with your support team in yes. pregnancy. Oh, yeah. Talk about this now. Yes. Have your backups in place. Let's talk now. We can't. We say postpartum depression. And we sometimes postpartum depression, we use it as an umbrella term. Yes, I agree. So or maternal mental mater- health. Mental health is, we say it, it's like a runaway train. Okay. And mm-hmm. moms are on the track. Yep. And y'all don't even know to get off. No. Because people ain't even telling you there's a train coming. No. So what are we going to do at Previa? We're going to let you know. Mm-hmm. We're calling it for what it is. Hey, get off the track. Yeah, run. <laughs> and we're going to tell you where to go. Exactly. All right. You guys are great moms. Yes, you got this. It can feel scary. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Scary is not a truth. No. Okay. Intrusive thoughts are not a truth. Okay. Really want to make that are. as a plain thought as I can. Is a thought. Yes. Let it pass. Mm-hmm. Don't dwell on That's it. That's right. And determine how frequent you're having this. Agreed. What the le- severity. What level of intensity. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Ask for help. Yes. Ask, ask, this ask. This is something Reach who out. I can say who's had intrusive thoughts. They resolved. Yes. They are this not is, permanent. This is not your groundhog day. No. They are not permanent. It will not be your life. No. This is, we will get you through this. Yes. Y'all have got this, mamas. Till next time. See ya. Maternal mental health is as important as physical health. The Previous Alliance podcast was created for and by moms dealing with postpartum depression and all its variables like anxiety, anger, and even apathy. Hosted by CEO, founder, Sarah Parkhurst, and licensed clinical social worker, Whitney Gay, each episode focused on specific issues relevant to pregnancy and postpartum. 
Join us and hear how other moms have overcome mental health challenges as well as access tips and suggestions on dealing with your own challenges as moms. You can also browse our podcast library and listen to previous episodes at any time. Please know you're not alone on this journey. We're here to help.